go. Get the yawn out. Vocal warm up. Do you get a haircut? Uh, yeah. You look more bald than what you were. That's because I cut it really short. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, all right. Welcome to Drawing the Line with Parker and Nate. Today, uh, the day before Labor Day, we're going to be talking about another mass shooting, shocking the nation, how much a trade war with China will cost, and we're going to pour one out for Apple. Pour so one out. Pour one out for the boys. And then, so stay tuned for another another fun day of Drawing the Line. So, Nate, I'll let you kick it off. What do you got for us? So, according to the New York Times, unfortunately, we have another another large shooting, which has revamped the calls for gun, gun reform. So, we don't know too much about the shooter now. Just some news that's come out pretty recently over the, next, over the past hour or so. So, this is really breaking news, yeah. if that's what we want to call it. So, at 3.13 p.m. on Saturday... State troopers with the Texas Department of Public Safety tried to pull over a man driving a gold car for failing to signal a left turn. The car was headed west and was near the Midland Airport before it came to a complete stop. The driver pointed a rifle toward the rear window and fired several shots at the state troopers, injuring one. The police, uh, or the Department of Public, Public Safety said in a statement. So this happened in Odessa, Texas. And after it was all after it was all done, this this individual, which shall not be named, opened fire on police. He then ran in his in his car, shooting indiscriminately at bystanders, hijacked a a postal service vehicle, and then finally, I think the police cornered him in a theater, and he is no longer with us if that gives any indication of his current state of mind. Yeah. He's I mean, n- he's no longer with this world. Yeah. Fight, fight, fire with fire, fight fire with fire. So <coughs> of course this has brought up another, the, the, another round of gun reform calls. And it's, it's an interesting case. It's an incredibly interesting case. So what we do know about this individual is that he was arrested in 2001 for criminal trespass and evading arrest. These were both m- misdemeanors. And he was he was deferred. So he was then arrested back in 2018 for a traffic citation. And this it seems that so there's so there's been a lot of there's been a lot of a lot of calls essentially on the on the Democratic side, of course, for gun control. So according to CNN, Pelosi in a statement said, Every day the epidemic of gun violence inflicts a devastating toll in communities in every corner of our country, forcing far too many to endure heartbreak and travesty, she said in a statement on Saturday. And this was this was followed up by many of the Democratic, the new Democratic national presidential debate candidates all all following all following suit and many of whom calling for a new uh, for the new bill which has passed the i believe passed congress the hr8 which requires background checks on all firearm sales in the country and currently only licensed gun dealers must perform background checks for anyone seeking to purchase a firearm so it's but this doesn't really yeah this doesn't this doesn't count this wouldn't count family members and gifts and I don't think it would count hunting and target shooting uh, as well. 
Yeah, something I found out actually is there's actually, I mean, of course, private, like selling it privately, giving it as a gift, like there's ways to get around this law. Um, and another thing I found out is like essentially the parts of the gun, like the barrel, the trigger, like just different parts, even magazines, you can get those without actually having to do a background check. So this only covers like the smallest percentage of the actual gun itself. Right, but you need a background check to get the, um, I believe it's the the main the trigger housing. Yeah, it's, so it's basically can, the the bullet casing that actually fires the shot, right? Yeah. But the yeah. rest of it, like stocks, the rest of it, you can build stocks, barrels, magazines, all that kind of stuff. You do not need a background check for. Yeah, the rest of it you can basically just buy and build, but you do have to have a background check yeah, for that trigger which housing. makes making laws around this even harder is the, the problem. Yeah, so of course, as like I said earlier, lots of Democratic candidates have, have responded to this. Elizabeth Warren saying, tweeting out that time is up to the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell because they're voting; they want to vote on this on this background check. Let's and I quote: "Let's vote on gun safety legislation now. Every day you wait, more tragedies will happen." The the senator said, "Do something, Senator McConnell. America is done waiting for you." Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar, who I am obviously surprised she's still in these. I thought she was going to drop out before Kirsten Gillibrand dropped out, but she's still hanging on. Said that she wanted lawmakers to go back to work in the Senate weeks ago to pass bills to start fixing this. They didn't, and no more of the same playbook. One, promise promises made. Two, NRA meetings. Three, promises broken. We need to act. Uh, Klobuchar, Klobuchar tweeted, tweeted, not, not tweeted. California Senator Kamala Harris said the nation needs gun safety reform, and New Jersey Senator Cory Booker called out the National Rifle Association and criticized America for not having done more to stop this violence. So before I kind of go into the Republican response and how much of the this H.R. 8 will actually matter, I'm so tired of people saying it's the NRA's fault. Like it's just shadow organization made up of people that we don't know about who kind of go in and they go up to Donald Trump and they're just like, hey, you, here's a here's a little bit of money. You wanna you wanna not vote for for gun reform? No, that well, that I is not I, how this works. I mean, they definitely lobby though. They they are a lobby group, just like any other group. So I hate it when they're like, oh, they're giving into the the nasty NRA. No, the NRA is supported by millions of Americans. And one of the one of the issues, well, not one of the issues, one of the po- most powerful things about the NRA is that when gun reform laws actually come up and it's time to vote. Guess who is getting out their lettering books and writing emails to their local officials and senators and representatives to try and not have or to, to advocate for less gun control laws? It's the supporters of the NRA. If you would like to start your own organization and you would like to work as hard, then yeah. Like, maybe you'll have more influence. But stop blaming the well, NRA some, like well, it's a shadow no, organization. It's supported, it's supported by millions of Americans. Yeah. So, so it's not this, so this shadow like, group. So is the increase in gun control laws. It's also supported by millions of Americans. It's just, it's, you know, it's the perspectives that you're reading into, right? Like, of course, this is a Democratic response. And in general, um, the Democratic Party definitely has a very anti-gun attitude. So, of course, they're going to target the major group that advocates for people that are pro-gun, right? 
So it's, I mean, it's just a perspective thing. Well, my my day. problem is it it's de- they demonize them. I think is is the issue, and they try and separate the NRA from the people that support it. That's my biggest issue. Sure, I think that's what they that's what they're trying to do. Because if there's the the gun the gun lobbies that advocate for more gun control laws, we're not out there going like, oh those those damn those lobbyists they're they're the worst. They're responsible for all these killings. No, they're not. They represent a large amount of Americans that feel this way, and that's what they represent. It's the same thing as the NRA. Yeah. So I don't like it when they just try and separate the NRA as an organization from all of its supporters. Yeah, and make well, it seem it's like tactic. it's a. It's it's it, a, it is. It's, it's a, a tactic. It's a tactic it's, to be used to rally people against something. And right? I think it's ridiculous because it turns out that NRA supporters write to their congressmen way more than anyone who's trying to push gun reform laws just statistically they just write way more they're way more dedicated so that that's just that's just a critique i have with the constant demonization of the nra it's not like they're again i keep keep referring it's not this shadow group that's lurking in the government behind trump and just peeps over his shoulder and is like hey don't sign that and trump's like to do or whatever yeah and trump's like okay just because you guys, <laughs> this strange I mean, organization. They, just, they, they lobby like anybody else. They lobby like anybody else. So moving on moving on from from that, it's would so would this so we had a we had a Republican a Republican response. We're gonna get both sides here. Texas Representative Matt Schaefer said on Facebook, do something. This is and I quote, do something is this is the statement we keep hearing. As an elected official with a vote in Austin, let me tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to use the evil acts of a handful of people to diminish the God-given right to my fellow Texans, period. None of these so-called gun control solutions will work to stop a person with evil intent. I say no to red flag. We, we talked about red flag mm-hmm. laws kind of earlier. And that's, that's the just to recap, that's the yeah. idea that if a person can bring about evidence that another citizen should not be allowed to have a gun. They're allowed to be put under like a red flag law and they're not going to be able to buy, but eventually that expires. And unless you bring more you evidence, you to bring evidence that this yeah. person is suspicious enough to right. not be able to own a gun. So you just right? can't, you can't take away their right indefinitely just because you don't like them. Um, and it's, it's led to a lot of Republican criticism because we're afraid it's going to be used for bad intent. I think there's a lot of Republicans that support it, but not a lot that will vote for it because we're afraid it's going to be used for bad intent. So back to this tweet. I say no to red flag pre-crime law, pre laws, no to universal background checks, no to bans on AR-15s or high-capacity magazines, no to mandatory gun buybacks. What can we do? Yes for praying for victims. Yes to praying for protection. Yes to praying that God would transform the hearts of people with evil intent. Yes to fathers not leaving their wives and children. Yes to discipline of the homes. Yes to supporting our public schools, etc. And he kind of... Yeah, it just keep, keep keeps going all around yeah, that same that on, same vein. Goes on a little bit of a tangent, and little, I mean, like, at the same time, I mean, he he does have a point. Like, there is a line you have to draw where you know we people should have the right to protect themselves. People should have the right to defend themselves, and you know, putting more gun laws in place that could endanger that, or you know, maybe make it harder. I guess that's okay. I mean, it's depending on your perspective. The way I see it. Um, I've had, I've had buddies tell me about how the way the laws are set up now, some of them have to wait up to 30 days before they can actually pick up a gun they have purchased. So they'll purchase the gun and then they have to wait 
they have this whole grace period while they get like approved. Um, and so like even stuff like that, where it just gets harder to immediately get a gun. Sure. That's okay. But at the same time, like saying like you still, I feel like you still have to do something right. Because there's so many people that are losing their lives. There's so many people, like so many families are being affected by this. And these, these people are going to demand something to happen. Right. And that's the natural human response is you're not just going to want to be like, Oh, another mass shooting. Let's, you know, let's pray. Like, it's a good, that's good intent and everything like that. And that's great. But at the same time, like doing at least something to show that you're trying to do, like, even if it won't work, just doing something to try and make it better or try to make it seem like, Hey, we're taking a step in the right direction. Like that's what you need to do to make people that have had major losses in their lives feel better. It's well, we have to, we have to bring it in context of whether or not these laws would have actually stopped the shooting. I think is well, the, what I'm is saying. The some of these laws, so, some of these laws won't stop the shooting. But right. even just putting in a law that says you have to get a background check done, even if it, you know, it might, you know, be inconvenient for you and you might have to wait a month before you get your gun. Like at the end of the day, like it's it's reassuring people and it's showing uh, showing people that, you know, at least we're trying to do something. Right. So I would say a couple things. One. We don't know when we don't know all the information. So I'm just going to go out here on the limb. And this is my complete assumption. I'm going to assume this guy already had a gun. I, I'm going to assume that he didn't such a freak incident like this where police pull you over for a turn signal and then you decide to shoot. That's a split second decision. So I'm going to assume that this guy already had a gun. So I don't I don't think in this specific situation that waiting 30 days would have helped. No, I don't think that would help. And then going That's what I'm into saying. it's not it's not going to solve all the right. problems. And then going into background checks, this guy, yeah, did he have a criminal record? Yes. Were they all misdemeanor offenses? Yes. It goes back. Two of them go back to what 2001, and the other one's a 2018. So am I really going to hold you accountable for seven to 17 years? And the 2018 one was just a traffic violation. Yeah. So are you you telling me that if I speed down the road because I've sped before I've been caught by the police but now I should not be able to buy a gun that do, it doesn't seem well that's not the law they're putting in place either right they, they want more they want more backwards but it doesn't seem that that would have helped it's not no, right no, and that's the thing and there's a lot of these a lot of people that have been mass shooters also don't have a criminal record to begin with exactly so you can you can pass a background check just fine definitely hundred percent so, and that's the problem is like as tragic as it is. There is no like perfect way to stop this, right? Like, and yeah, like, I wish there was. I said it. I said it in an earlier episode, but in my opinion, one of the best ways, or two of the best ways, people can, you know, actually try to prevent this or make it better, um, or just stop more victims from, you know, dying, is one. Uh, if if you're if you're okay with it, if it's comfortable for you, like have a gun, own a gun, know how to use it and be able to like you know use it in an emergency situation and then two learn about emergency preparedness and learn about you know spatial awareness and environment training where you basically condition yourself to always be prepared for an emergency to happen and like the best plan of action to you know execute when an emergency happens so i i brought it up before but it's basically like it's it's good to prepare yourself um and as tragic as it is and has you know we're dealing with all this and like it's it's a just really it's just really a tragedy that we have to make this part of our society where we have to think about this all the time but at the end of the day like if we want to start taking steps in the right direction 
like one, it comes down to us personally making a difference. And then two, it also just comes down to, like I said, maybe just putting a law in there that I, I think it's okay to ban high capacity magazines. I think it's okay to ban, you know, automatic rifles. Like, I don't think somebody needs that to go hunting or somebody needs that to defend themselves. Like, I think there's, I think there's steps we can take to improve the situation without completely removing the right from people. Well, most, most gun crimes are with handguns. Well, it's because they're the most readily available. So but it, it, still, it so, still helps. A handgun can kill a lot less people than an AR-15 with an extended magazine. So you, you're more in favor of having less, less like mass incidents because I think you killed seven, killed seven, injured nineteen. You're in favor of having less mass incidents, but you'd still, you're still fine with the current amount of gun crimes that we have in the United States. Of course, I'm not okay with it. Well, but you, I'm saying, but you want to take away the automatic rifles. One. If rifles didn't exist, these instances where you know, you know, over a dozen people get killed. Like it just it makes it it makes it less likely that that many people will die. Okay, well I guess we should have the you should feel the same way about taking away handguns because there's handgun crimes in the streets of regular heavily gun controlled areas like Chicago and Baltimore. I mean, what's the difference? So a lot Once of again, a lot of people a die. Ma- a handgun has less ammunition. A handgun does not have like well some do have the ability for automatic rifling, but if you got rid of automatic weapons in general if you limited the amount of a magazine capacity like that just makes it harder for somebody that's willing to do bad things to act on those and it gives more time for responders to do something about it i'm pretty sure the guy in colorado who shot the movie theater had a handgun okay i'm I'm not saying that those crimes don't exist i'm just saying you know making making small steps and making like just any step in the right direction is a good thing yeah and i guess the point i'm saying is I don't see the the point. Unless you're willing to get rid of everything all at once, it seems to be a mute point to me. It's that's not true though. If you could reduce it in any amount statistically, then I think it's worth it. Well, I can try and reduce drunk driving by taking away everyone's cars. It's not the same concept. It's not it's not an all or nothing. I'm not saying you have to get rid of all guns. But it's a fact that if I have a rifle with 32 rounds in it, I can shoot 32 times without reloading if i have a handgun with six rounds in it i can shoot six times without reloading well usually handgun handgun crimes are actually more deadly because you actually have to aim okay okay i'm not saying it's a solution for everything okay all right, all right. i'm just saying it's a step in the right direction it's a step in a, in a direction we're not sure if it's the right direction but in a direction well it's it's doing something so that like i said people that are People that are suffering want some sort of action to happen to make up or like at least, you know, um, you know, may basically make up for the losses that they've had. They want to see I, something. I, yeah, happen. I completely that. I completely understand that. But that being said, sometimes the actions that you're calling for aren't the best. So every single time we have a hurricane and people's house gets swept away, a lot of people call for government resources to rebuild their houses. You're. Some most of the time, these people are in flood zones and in hurricane-ridden areas. It doesn't seem right for us to just keep pouring money into those areas. So you're calling for action. Maybe it's not a good idea to keep giving you that action. Okay. It, I mean, it, you're still making metaphors that are a little stretched. No, it's the same concept. It's it the is exact not the same concept. Okay. Well, we don't have two. We're not eliminating guns. We're just 
taking steps to reduce the ones that seem a little excessive. The Lima's, okay, so the number so the number of people in one incident you have a problem with, not the number of people on a total total aggregate. But well, that you can't <laughs> keep using that. You can't keep saying that. It doesn't what, make any sense. Why doesn't it make any sense? Of course, I would want a single event to have less people die in it, right? Yeah, same. Okay, but once again, if you take it to the extreme that you keep taking it to, well, sometimes where we the best all guns. Sometimes the best way to figure out if something's right or wrong is to take it to the extreme. All right. All right. So now you understand why I do take it to the extremes. No. You're just, <laughs> you're just using it as an example. You're just you're just pushing it, you know, using a thought experiment to push the example and take it to an extreme. That's not going to happen because there's no way they're going to outlaw guns completely. Okay. But there the, are too many people in this country that are against that for that to happen. Right. And so why are we – so we should – we should be just, just because it's hard and impossible doesn't mean we can't do it, right? But it's not going to happen. Well, that that's a that's a pretty pessimistic look on society. There's, I mean, people. We said that about we said that uh, plenty of people said plus said that about slavery, that it wasn't that slavery was never going to be outlawed. Okay, so now but then we outlawed slavery. So now you're bringing in more metaphors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean a metaphor? It's not a metaphor. It's a counterexample. Whatever, whatever, dude. Uh, look, all I'm saying, and I know you're just trying to push me into a corner, but all I'm saying is that yeah all i'm saying is that at the end of the day it all comes down to our government system it all comes down to our elected officials and the laws that they put in place right and if we keep putting people in place that are pro-gun they're not going to pass laws that completely eliminate guns right so at the end of the day it all comes down to our governmental system so we can't actually say what's going to happen but it's just an, an assumption i'm making it's a guess that's a good point. That's a good point. So we don't have all the facts, of course. And as the story develops, which it will, I'm sure it's going to cover the entire news cycle. So as the story develops, I will keep everybody posted. I'm sure we'll probably talk about talk about this Tuesday. I'm sure more people, more stuff will come out as more things have come out over this past couple of hours. So moving on from that, it's We've had some some estimates now of how much the trade war is actually going to cost us. This is this is the trade war with China, um, and we we also have other tariffs with Mexico and other and other countries. But the trade war with China. So according to the New York Times, a new wave of tariffs by the Trump administration went into effect on Sunday, rendering the majority of goods imported into the United States from China's subject to import taxes. So in this latest move in a drawn out conflict between the world's two largest economies. This round, a 15% tariff on a billion, uh, billions of dollars worth of Chinese goods as various cereal bowls, paintbrushes, and pajamas is likely to hit American households in the most direct way yet. So they're estimating that it'll cost the average family about $460, and it may, it may cost more wealthier households about nine nine hundred and. And seventy. This is according uh, to some guys over at the University of College, um, London School of Economics. So, more tariffs seem to be likely on their way. It looks like Trump has scheduled, has been put in place yet, but scheduled more tariffs for December fifteenth. Fifteen percent tariff covering about hundred and sixty billion of Chinese imports. So the trade war does not seem to be de-escalating anytime soon um despite despite trump kind of giving signals that maybe it's bringing xi to the table i hope it is 
but I am sure that she is praying that one, the economy, the American economy takes a downturn. I'm sure he's praying that that happens because if that happens, there's a good likelihood that Trump will stop the tariffs in order to try and save his look good for re-election. Because it turns out Trump Trump has to get elected next year, and she is basically a dictator for life, so he doesn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Does have an advantage there. He does have an advantage. He's got a nice little bargaining chip, which is I'll be around longer than you will, <laughs> even if you get elected. I'll be around longer than there you, you will. There you go. So he's probably praying another Democrat gets elected because. Democratic candidates like Beto O'Rourke have basically implied that they would get rid of these these tariffs. And so I'm sure China's praying for that. They can just go back to stealing all our intellectual property. And, you know, maybe maybe Beto will give them a little slap on the wrist and we'll all trust their word that they'll stop, which is highly In the past, unlikely. it has not worked. So. In the past, if history has taught us anything. China does not keep their word. China does not keep their word. 100%. Big big facts over here. <laughs> big facts. So, according to The Hill, China has actually shot back. And so, they're going to apply tariffs, 5% tariffs to 10% of U.S. goods ranging from frozen sweet corn and pork liver to bicycle tires on Sunday, according to the um, AP. And so... The Chinese news agency, which is basically a state-run outlet, has come out on the People's Republic of, of China. The United States, and has said, and I quote, the United States should learn how to behave like a responsible global power and stop acting like a school bully. As the world's only superpower, it needs to shoulder its due responsibility and join other countries in making the world a better and more prosperous place. Only then can America become great again. So, of course, this is exactly what China wants. Um, China would love it if the United States would go back to its old ways and China can just take all our stuff again. Yeah, That would be really nice for them. Go back to normal, right? Yeah, that would be they would they would really they would really enjoy that to be to be honest to be honest with you. So a lot of this has brought up kind of and my my prediction. So if you want to if you want to hear my predictions of all of this, I think we do need to have another Cold War with China. I mean, I I'm for it. There I mean, it, China it's, is it's already kind of turning into that. Yeah, China is already in a Cold War with Japan, 100%. They're already at each other's throats. We just signed an agreement with Abe, with the with the Prime Minister of Japan, uh, another trade deal, which is awesome. The problem is, I mean, I am afraid that that Trump might lose office because of this. You'll get a Democrat in; they'll act and soft, they'll just repeal it, and or whatever. China will do the exact same thing, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's what she's betting on. She's betting because she's hurting. The Chinese economy is hurting. Let's not pretend like I. Well, both I, economies are going to be hurting. Yes, but the great thing is, and what people people don't understand, America can handle this kind of stuff. I've I've talked about this in the past. The Chinese people have no faith in their government. The Chinese government, the CCP, has lost that repu- that faith when Mao killed twenty to fifty million people in a famine. When Deng committed, did um, when Deng was fine or under the under dang's eye we had Tiananmen Square kind of 
iffy on whether or not he ordered it or not, or whether it's just officials. If the Chinese Communist Party might not ever tell us, but the Chinese people have lost faith in their government. What they do have faith in is the economy. That's what they have faith in. Sure. And the Chinese economy is not doing so hot. So industrial production is actually is actually down. It only grew by 5.4%, which is well down from the 8.5 in March. And along, I mean, along with that, housing has gone down. The jobless rate in urban areas has actually increased from from 5.1 to 5.3. Retail sales, which were um, 8.6 have actually kind of deflated back down to 7.2. So the Chinese economy is hurting. It's it's slowing down. Yeah. Especially with these Hong Kong protests. Hong Kong is China's biggest trade partner, essentially. Yeah. So this slowdown that the protests are causing, the protesters are causing is really going to hurt China. And honestly, Trump should be using that as a tactic. I I am hundred percent. That's true. I mean, willing, it, it works in junction, right? I'm one hundred percent. If I was president, I'd be leveraging Hong Hong Kong and holding Hong Kong over the Chinese heads. 100%. Oh yeah, because you least, know at least backing Hong Kong. You know, I he he needs to come out and really he hasn't. He, he needs he to publicly needs to make back a public it. statement yeah. and back it because we need to. I understand. agree. I understand that he wants to play nice, and a lot of people want to play nice with the Chinese, but. There is just such a lack of understanding sometimes of what the what the Chinese really want. And let me tell you what, they are not global players. They mm-hmm. love to make it seem that way, but they are 100% willing to throw anybody under the bus to keep their state power, 100%. Sure. So, it'll be it'll be really it'll be really interesting to kind of to kind of see to see what happens in in Beijing. Do you do you have anything else to add to that? Um, I mean, you've basically covered just about anything. Um, I actually looked up this earlier today, uh, especially relating to the more technical side of it, like tech companies and the amount of imports and assemblies that occur in China and just the supply chain, like reliance on China. And I mean, just like any other industry, billion, like tens of billions of dollars and like eventually hundreds of billions of dollars once this December um, this assembly list comes out and more tariffs are applied, yeah, they're really going to impact technical companies in the U.S. Um, and a lot of them are actually fighting back on this trade war and trying to get rid of it too um, because it will hurt their economic contribution. And they're going to start paying a lot more to get their stuff imported um, from China. But we, we'll see. You don't know how it's going to work out. Companies might just try to consume the cost. They might, inc- well, they probably will increase prices. Yeah, the like pass the off predictions. the consumers. Yeah, the pra- the that you know the numbers you gave off said, um, and I'm sure it'll hurt the companies as well. Um, but if that's the steps we need to take to you know stick to our guns and put a lot of pressure on China, maybe that's the best plan of attack. And this is why Trump needs to come out and actually make a statement on China, and actually said needs to say this is what China's done. This is what we're doing, and this is why it's necessary. Sure. Not just this. I do have an issue with his flimsy back and forth. Well, I'm I'm going to be hard on China. And then he's like, oh, well, like, I I, I'm kind of second-guessing. Yeah. No, like you need to be a hard line because she will – if you think you're a good negotiator, th- this, this man will – I don't know. He'll run circles around you. Yeah. He's no joke. So do, do not – I would not mess with Xi Jinping. You need to be direct as possible and aggressive. So 
It's it's a difficult situation, and we'll see what happens. We'll keep everybody updated on Hong Kong. I know now the kind of state-run TV cycles have basically been warning um, that something might come to fruition in Hong Kong. I know there's been there's been a lot. Of, it looks like the Chinese might might go in. They seem to be stepping up their their arrests and crackdowns yeah. on the city. Stuff's really getting heated. It is. It is, and she i don't know it it's hard to know what she's thinking this is definitely an uncharted ground for the chinese communist party if this was mao or dang this would have been handled weeks ago yeah let me tell you right a now, a lot of people would be dead yeah it would have handled this would have been swept under the rug a long time ago that's the thing it's hard to sweep it under the rug now especially with you know the prevalence of technology and just oh, the of course one of our friends is over there about this, you got right? american citizens over there you exactly. can't just sweep people under the rug now i know you can't do it now you actually have foreign correspondents in hong kong you've That's got right. seven fortune 500 companies in hong kong yeah so people people are going to know now so oh, yeah. it's not it's not like what they could get away with it like they could in the past of course well dang yeah dang didn't get away with tiananmen square but we didn't know i mean it was exactly and yeah the i mean we might have had it on it was i mean it was of course bad when it happened we didn't know the extent we weren't first almost firsthand there with video and and everything now if something like that were to happen you bet your butt somebody would be videotaping it yeah exactly so, so, so moving moving on moving on from that what do you yes, got for yes. us today so yeah we'll definitely have more news on the trade war in oh, hong yeah. kong oh, of course of this course. is going to keep going oh yeah um and slightly related but I'd like to take a look at our our good old friend Apple, um, everybody's favorite company. I have an so Apple. they've do you, been. Do you have an Apple? I do not. Ah, uh, lame. I'm anti Apple. Ah, uh. so this is going to be slightly biased. <laughs> but uh, Apple's been having a rough summer, um, if anyone's been keeping up with them. So uh, around a month ago, companies including Apple, Amazon, and Google were under fire for hiring third-party contractors to listen and transcribe voice recordings to improve their voice recognition software. So we've talked about this. It's important, right, because you want your voice recognition software to be under understand different accents and different dialects. But uh, kind of bad when the public knows about it and people don't want their private conversations being listened to uh, by some guy on a computer. So they got in a lot of trouble for that. A lot of people were not happy with that. And as we just discussed, the trade war is directly affecting Apple as well. Um, List 4A, which is the tariffs that came out on Sunday today, um, that basically list out, you know, we're applying 15% tax on all these products. And as well as the List 4B, which is starting in December, are placing taxes on, and I quote, all of Apple's major products, including iPhone, iPad, Mac, AirPods, and Apple TV. Oh, not AirPods. Um, the, Damn. Hey, their AirPods are popular and it makes them a lot of money. I really. But now they're going to get taxed the crap out of. Well, if you can guess from the tone of my voice, I don't like AirPods. <laughs> but all all these major products, like literally everything Apple makes money off of, they're all assembled in China, so they're going right. to be directly impacted by this trade war. Hundred um, percent. And of course, this is affecting Apple stock. So CNBC reported that Apple stock frequently drops when President Trump tweets or makes comments about tariffs. <laughs> thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Remember when I was telling you when Trump was at G7 that everybody was like, 
he was isolated and felt left out. I'm like, well, the the econ- so the like, world economy moves when Trump when he tweets. Says something. Exactly. So let's not pretend that he's he's being got influence, like isolated. Man. He's got influence. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's obvious because it might not be good influence, but he, it's influence he's nonetheless. He's he's an influential guy. What can you say? Um, but yeah, but I mean. It, his tweets and like this effect makes sense. Like Apple has a huge reliance on China for its entire, for its entire production line. And experts are saying that this could affect Apple stock by 20 to $25, which is that's a lot, a lot. That's a lot of money. Very much. Um, and if it couldn't get any worse, another Apple scandal has surfaced another one. You know, they, they didn't have enough problems this summer. So this came from Gordon Kelly writing for Forbes. So Project Zero, which is a Google security team, uh, reported that hackers have been exploiting vulnerabilities in the iOS operating system for two years right under the nose of Apple. Can we discuss first how sinister Project Zero sounds? It sounds cool, right? Doesn't it? It sounds really sinister. Like I'm you not just walk lie. up, hey, I work for Project Zero. I work for, People you, are like, So you Whoa. have sunglasses, you yeah. have dark suit. I work for Project Zero. I need you to come with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know like, what that all right, is. All right, all right. But I'm coming. <laughs> but th- I mean, but this is crazy. It's like for two years, two years. Apple has not found out about these security vulnerabilities, which is huge for a company that big that emphasizes so much security. Like the fact that your devices have been exposed for over two years to hackers, that's that's not good. Um, so the, the series of vulnerabilities uh, could provide hackers, and I quote, full access to your photos, contacts, private messages, and even encrypted data through your iOS keychain, which essentially that's... stores passwords and security certificates. So basically anything on your phone, they could look at, Damn. including passwords. They're going to get to see all my embarrassing text messages to girls that I've sent over the years. There you go. That too. Hey. Oh, my, no. <laughs> hey, my name's Nate. There you go. So, and this is the craziest part. All you have to do to get your device exposed and get your device vulnerable is visit a website. Ooh. So there's, which is crazy. And I mean, it's, it's interesting because usually everyone thinks, oh, in order to, you know, get your password stolen, in order to get your like phone hacked, all you need to do is like log on to a website that you're not supposed to log on to yeah, or right? download something. Porn. That's what everyone attachment. says. They're just like, oh, if you go on pornography, they're going to steal all your stuff. Well, that no. Too. But that's the crazy thing, though, is you think, oh, as long as I don't download anything or right. as long as I don't yeah. open an attachment, I'm fine. But this is just visiting a website. Yeah. And it there was just certain vulnerabilities that they worked in a series of, like, daisy chain connections that could go all the way from you clicking on a website in Safari to getting into your passwords and your encrypted data on your phone which is really bad and really dangerous. Also kind of cool, let's be honest. It's, a little it's, cool. it's very cool. It's a little cool. It's pretty impressive that people were able to keep this covered up for so long. Yeah, it's, it's, a, little, all right, it's a little cool, but bad. Very, very bad, bad. Very bad, but a little cool. As all, as all data breaches are, yeah. kind of cool, but bad. But bad. So, Mainly bad, but yeah. a little cool. <laughs> so Apple has released a fix for these vulnerabilities. So if your phone says update, software update, go do it. Before it's too late. Who's smart? That's very important. That is. Um, but this new development, along with the trade war and all these other controversies that have come up in the past couple months, really makes, and I quote, this is Apple's tagline, the only tech company you can trust makes them look really bad. Yeah. Well. Because they like, you've seen commercials about it. They're all like security and They're- privacy and da 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 And then they have this huge privacy scandal that just says, hey, thousands of Apple users for, you know, thousands of you thousands of users a month have been getting their phones hacked into. It's and we have not told you for two years. Everybody's safe. 
until they're suddenly not. And that's what I'm saying, dude. They've been talking a big talk, but we just realized they can't back it up. They can't walk the walk. They cannot walk the walk. Um, so, in my opinion, it'll be interesting to see how this affects pricing and the success for the iPhone 11 and all the other, and I say ridiculously expensive, um, Apple products. All these, all these new Apple products coming out right before the holiday season. It'll be interesting to see how the trade war affects pricing and how all these controversies affect if people are going to keep buying Apple products. They probably will, but at the same time, <laughs> I will. My, my advice: wake up, sheeple. Go <laughs> Android. Android. <laughs> Go Android, baby. I knew you're gonna plug Android here in a little bit. But also, let's be honest: like Android is also vulnerable to a number of security problems. All phones are. Well, so if you really want my advice. Don't have a phone. Yeah. Go off the grid. Nokia. O- only write letters. I, b- I bet Nokia is probably going to get a hack, too, if we all get Nokias. That's what I'm saying, dude. Pigeons. Pigeons. You pigeon can't messaging. hack a pigeon. You can't hack a pigeon. <laughs> you can, like, take the message, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how. Right, that's kind of hacking. I don't know how secure a pigeon message would be. But, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see how Apple reacts to all this and how their how their, how their success goes for the next couple months. It'll be interesting. But uh, fingers crossed that, you know, those those guys over there, you know, eat it. Wow, I, I'm just not a big Apple That's guy. That's aggressive. Yeah, I think they they're too expensive, dude. Everyone knows they're not that expensive. Well, Android's too expensive. Not true. You can <laughs> buy an Android phone for like thirty bucks. Well, it sounds like it doesn't have some cool features. <laughs> it's not as cool. Does it have? And I don't have blue messages. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. And I don't have blue blue messages. All right, Nate, what do you got for us? So moving on to some pop culture for today. According to CBS News, a Pennsylvania man broke the law when he pretended to point a gun at his neighbor. And I know what you're thinking to yourself. How do you pretend to point a gun? You either point a gun or Or you you don't don't. point a gun. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you why. Because the gun that he pointed was was using his thumb and index finger. So like a finger gun. He pointed a finger gun. <laughs> oh my god. And he got arrested? He got arrested. Oh my god. <laughs> so this man was convicted of disorderly conduct last fall and a, and he take it to an appeals court and the appeals court upheld the decision ruling that pointing a finger gun, quote unquote, I can't believe they actually put that in there in a real course case. I know. Pointing a finger gun is in fact a criminal offense in this case. So, in this the, case though. Yes, yes. So So something as else we, has to be yeah, going yeah. on. So as we read this Understand that no, our court system this is, is not, not a blanket saying, law. Yeah, that finger gun. If someone like reaches in their pocket, pulls a finger gun, you can't shoot them in the face. Like, oh, he had a gun. He, he threatened me with <laughs> he his finger. He threatened me with his finger gun. Oh, no, you can't do that. So the incident occurred in on June 2018. So this, is, this involved last year, but it was going through the appeals court. It involved neighbors with a history of bad blood. When this person who pointed the finger gun and another and another neighbor walked past each other, they were out. One of them was out mulching. The person who pointed the finger made eye contact and then made a hand gesture at him, imitating the firing and recoiling of a gun. At the time, the the I believe the lawyer had a no or this the man that I'm getting confused. I'm trying not to use too many too like names or whatever. I don't I don't really like using names too much when I don't have to. The man who was the victim of this victim of terrible finger gun. finger gun pointing had a no contact order against oh, this well other man. Well, that's why. And no, yeah, the no contact basically means you can't interact with this person in essentially any way. They don't usually work, but they're there. All right, yeah. it's usually it's usually for like domestic abuse 
Um, exactly. And stalkers and well, it and worked in this case. People like that. Yeah, it worked. It worked in this case. So the Pennsylvania State Appeals Court ruled this week that, given the history of the parties involved, making the gesture did amount to disorderly conduct because it created a hazardous condition involving danger or risk, including the risk of an altercation. So, despite the person's no contact order against Finger Gun Man and the ongoing rift between them, Finger Gun Man will be accompanying non-Finger Gun Man. (laughs) (laughs) Who approached him in his backyard, created a gun-like hand gesture, pointed it at non-Finger Gun Gun Man, and made a recoil motion as as to suggest he had shot him. So I think this is actually a really interesting court case. It would be a lot different if there was a no. I feel like it would be a lot different. Well, I don't feel. I think. There would be a lot different if there was not a no-contact agreement because – and even then, I'm not even sure because there are so there are limits on free speech, right? You can't yell fire in a movie theater. You can't threaten violence. Um, you, yeah, you, I, I can't go out there and say uh, tomorrow I'm going to kill Parker Balner. The, I, yeah. I can't go out there and I, say that. They're going to investigate limits, me. Right? There, there's limits, right? And so that brings up a really interesting point. What if it would the finger gun be? Do you think the finger gun could be considered something yeah, like that? I think it could be because it, it, I mean it's a threatening gesture, right? Like it's in it's threatening violence, technically. If you want to like break it down, right? Essentially, pointing a finger gun at somebody and pretending to shoot them is threatening violence towards them. So, but could that be for any motion, right? So, if I did like if me and you had bad blood and I was walking down the street and I like grabbed my neck and I was like. Oh. Like I don't know. I'd be really choking. weirded out. <laughs> and that was. I'd walk faster. I'd walk faster. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't maybe know. that's threatening too. I don't know, dude. Or if I was like stabby stab, made a little stab notion with my hand. It, that is a threatening gesture, insinuating violence. So what if I just gave you the middle finger? Is it violent? No. Well, what are you doing with that middle finger? I'm just I'm just throwing it up there. What are you doing? I'm stirring. What, a, what are I'm you stirring insinuating? A, I'm stirring a fictitious pot of acid and throwing it on your face. I'm mixing my poison with yeah. my middle finger. Metaphorically crushing my poison in one of those little chemistry balls. Insinuating balls. risk and danger. Yes, yes. So I thought that was a really I thought that was a really interesting. That is really interesting. Court case, and in no way is the American government saying you can't throw up finger guns. Yeah, I, I don't think that's I, what I the think, court's saying. I think it's still okay to. To point finger guns. Which I do all the time. I do the little double finger gun things where I just go like, bah, bah. Okay, I mean, maybe Okay, I'd lock you up for doing that. Oh, wow, dude. That's that, obnoxious. So last thing last thing on our list comes out from Fort Smith, Arkansas. I don't know if a lot of people have seen this, but it's been making the news rounds as a 911 operator got a little snippy and short with a victim who was dying. So, Debbie Stevens was out one day in the morning delivering newspapers, as she has done for over 20 years. And that's when her gray Mazda SUV was swept up by quickly rising floodwaters from a heavy rainfall. She first called her mother-in-law, who was also driving the paper route, but hung up and called 911 at 438 as the water rose to her car window. Ms. Stevens, 47, spent the next 22 minutes on the phone with an emergency dispatcher frantically pleading for help and saying that she could not swim. The dispatcher, Donna Renu, repeatedly told the sobbing Miss Stevens to calm down, and I quote, this will teach you next time, don't drive in the water, 
She said, according to a recording of the call that was released by police, you put yourself in danger. She added, Miss Stevens drowned in her vehicle on August 24th before emergency responders reached her, according to a police statement. Oh, my gosh. So I shouldn't be laughing, but. You should not be laughing. That's messed up, man. It is. It is. Because it's kind of like. I I 100% I'm sure the dispatcher did not. I'm sure people get caught up. uh, Well, people do get caught up in flash flood. And get swept up, their cars swept up in flash floods like all the time. It happens a lot because that's why it's called a flash flood. And I'm sure when you've been a 911 dispatcher for so long, you just well, you get used to kind of being. I guess you get desensitized. You get desensitized to a lot of stuff, so it's very much like. Uh, and I think, but uh, there, but there's a so there's, there's what, a point where right, you should not you should not be that snarky about it. Like, right, and this so person, it's still an emergency. I think. The 911 dispatcher said this, I think, a lot before the situation seemed pretty bad. So moments kind of before the call ended, Miss Stevens started screaming that she couldn't breathe. And the dispatcher said, Miss Debbie, you're breathing just fine because you're screaming at me. I need you to calm down. Um, And then the call stopped and the 911 dispatcher said, oh, my God, it sounds like she's underwater. So being an EMT. Well, having been an EMT, my certification expired, so I can't I can't save you. Oh no. I'm sorry, dude. If you were to drop that right now, I'm just going, "Well, damn. Ouch, man. <laughs> That's reassuring." <laughs> so, it's it's and having interacted with some 911 dispatchers, that's sometimes the best thing to do, like be calm, you're not going to die. There were there's a lot of situations that even if you know the person's not going to wake back up you still like perform cpr you still go through all the motions all that good stuff so it's it's hard to it's hard to hear but yeah that's sometimes that is hard to hear you, it's definitely i'm sure the 911 dispatcher did not expect it to take that turn when she first made yeah, those comments i think i think it all comes down to context right yeah and like i guess you would you have to listen to the audio recording but like you said it was 22 minutes which I find interesting because it took 22 minutes. They were on the phone for 22 minutes, and that was before responders showed up to the emergency, which is yeah, kind of so crazy. Yeah, so it was 15. So after she went under, then it was another 15 minutes before a rescue boat arrived. Okay. And then it took That's another 45 minutes for the responders to get there. I mean, it's hard, right? He's in a flash flood. That's true. So but, but I mean, also, you got to worree about the responder's safety as well. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I guess you you weren't there, so you don't really know. But I would hope the first responders were a little more prepared. Maybe it's they hard. were. It's Maybe they really were. Hard. We we don't know. We don't. You got to get if it's a flash flood and it just sweeps your car off. Yeah. How are you gonna you gotta get a boat there? How you gonna, That's true. You how don't. You, get a you boat don't technically know whether what happened and went went down. And that's the same way with the dispatcher, right? Like yeah. It was a long call, so these you know the bits that they took out might have been you know very early on when it seemed like it was going to be okay yeah anyway and you as things it. get worse as get things gets worse she's still trying to stay calm to keep make the other person calm yeah because that's the job of dispatchers like try to keep the person calm try to keep them rational until help arrives right and so it's i mean she shouldn't have said there there were some old. things you shouldn't have said regardless yeah. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. even if they called 911 because they thought you know like the the sun was out and it was you know hell was coming down or something like that <laughs> you should, this will teach you next time that well, you, no. you should never say that as a like if i dispatcher. shot myself in the foot 
and I called 911. The last thing I want to hear is, well, you shouldn't have played with guns. There you no, go. No, that's not why I'm calling you. Please send an ambulance. <laughs> you're not my mom. My foot is gone. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're not so, You're not my mother. Yes, some professional integrity required. A little, a little professional integrity. Yeah. Just, just, a, just a little bit. I know those yeah. people work long hours, and it's very stressful, but... Yeah, you, you, shouldn't, you don't say that. You don't yeah. say that to a person. There, there's a limit. There's, there, a, there's limit. a little bit of a limit. So that wraps up our show for this wonderful Sunday night. We are on iTunes now. That's right. So, big whoop. We are – Apple finally got – another reason why I hate Apple, it took them two full weeks to approve our podcast. Yeah, that was crazy. Guess how long it took Spotify to approve our podcast? How long? Like two hours. Well – all I'm, And that was at like late at night. That was like 10 p.m. and Spotify was like, all right, approved. But you, Apple was like, we have to think about you it. You think someone? You think someone? You think someone listened to it? Maybe. Mm. Wow. A listener. A listener. <laughs> a listener before I'm, we I'm had so listeners. Excited. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Thank yes, you. Yes, but our but our podcast is officially on Apple Podcasts, and it will probably be coming to more streaming platforms as I get around to it. Um, as not, I get around. To not it. sure when that's gonna happen, but Spotify and Apple, it's there. Go listen to it. It's it's a lot of it's a lot. It's a good time. And hopefully, this towards the end of this week, I'll be dropping a website. That's so exciting. So get hyped for that. And then following that, in another week or two, we're going to have videos. That's, that's, super, that's super exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Major developments here. Those are, those are, hey, we're moving quick. This, yeah, we're moving these, quick. These are big moves happening. These are big moves happening over here at John that's right. Line. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Please look out for the, the next big thing. They're going to get to it's see our, our bright, shining faces. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, isn't that going to be wonderful? I love that. Can't can't wait. <laughs> so you got any sponsors for us today, Parker, as we wrap things up? Actually, I do have a sponsor today. See, I actually I remembered it this time too. Usually I forget my sponsor, but uh today I'm sponsored by my boys, Leo and Brad, starring in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I just saw that today. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it took me a while to get around to the theater to see it, but I I was a fan. It was actually really I can't good. stop listening to that Vanilla Fudge song. Dude, they have some good music in really? that movie. Yeah. The entire time I was like, oh, this is a good song. Oh, well, this you is a saw good song. The, the first reviews for The Joker came out. Oh, really? I didn't even I've know been, it was coming out. Yeah. Soon. I think the first reviews have just now, the first critics have just now talk, started to talk about it. Oh, so wow. I, I thought it wasn't coming out for another couple months. And you saw the new Star Wars trailer, right? No. What? Dude, I have not been in tune with my movie stuff, really. Duh, dude. It should be obvious. I haven't gone to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for weeks now. <laughs> I'm well, really I I'm seen behind it. the times. Yeah, but I don't know. You should go see it. You should honestly go see it. Well, it was you, actually you a really good movie. You should go see the new Star Wars trailer. All right, I'll watch it. Jeez, man. I'm not like forcing you. Calm down. It's just a small <laughs> video. It was like a, a minute and a half, two minutes. You underestimate the amount of time I have. I'm I'm already spending my old my 2 hours of free time a day watching other movie trailers. How oh, am I going to fit yeah. in this specific movie trailer? Damn, I forgot about that. All right, what about you, Nate? What are you, what's your sponsor? My sponsor is coffee because I didn't have any, and now I'm going through caffeine withdrawal. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know you were a big coffee guy. Well, I drink it to work out, right? Oh, okay. Makes so, sense. Oh, and um, I think I might be able to squat tomorrow. Wow. Because I pulled my glute. Nate, Nate injured himself. <laughs> I pulled my Because butt. <laughs> Nate doesn't know how to stretch. Mm, stretching's for losers. Don't deny it. You don't know. If it's not that I don't know how. It's just that I don't. You don't do it. Yeah, so there's a difference. Ladies and gentlemen, stretch at least a little bit. I don't. You know, like maybe two minutes. Yeah, I can't even touch my just toes. Just a I little. Can't, I can't come close. That's concerned. This is why you injure yourself. No, it's because cause then the muscles, they build up tension, and it's just more power. 
That's how I think it happens. All right, Mr. That's how I think it works. Okay, Mr. Powerlifter. It's just more power. Whatever you say, dude. Hey, if that's that's what floats your boat, if you don't mind getting injured every once in a while, all right. Well, leave us a review. Leave us a like on Facebook. A comment would be wonderful. You got any feedback? Message us on Facebook. Post on our page. Um, give us that if send you send us a letter if you liked it give us that five star rating on itunes if you didn't like it give us that five star ratings on <laughs> itunes that's really all you have to do it's yeah. not hard show your appreciation for some small town boys that's right hey what's the what's the uh what's the hashtag uh support support the arts support the arts <laughs> i like that support that's the us. arts support the fine arts there you go all right ladies and gentlemen have a good night have a good labor day don't work too hard and uh Keep it, keep it classy. Keep it classy. There you go.